Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Oh my God, we're back. And by we, I mean the So I Married a Movie Geek podcast, where people um, talk about movies, but we haven't done that in a really long time. In case you don't remember me, I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is my movie geek husband. And we've been in a pandemic for a year. It's been a really long time. You would think that that would mean, oh, so much more time to watch movies. Yes, you would be wrong. Welcome back, <laughs> Chrissy. Welcome back. Did you say like we're back? I was like, are we back? No. I mean, <laughs> like we... right before we started taping this, which yeah. has taken a couple times in the last week or so. It's yeah. like, hey man, let's like dust off these these old mics. Let's let's unclench these almost broken headphones. It's been a while. Let's boot up the the power knobs on our. Other Zoom. zooms, <laughs> not not the zoom that you've become way too familiar with. If we, you're working from home or have children, oh, that's right. Weird. Yeah. How can they do that? What do you mean? Have the same product? The or same you mean name. same name? I don't know. I prefer this zoom. Well, maybe this came first, and then zoom, as in the curse, video product, was like screw zoom. it, curse it. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so right before we start taping, I'm like. She's like, what are we talking about? I'm like, uh, <laughs> movies? And I was like, but uh, what movie? What What have we seen? And you were like, uh, well, I was going to give my favorite movies of 2020. I, I say it like that. And I was like, thanks for letting your co-host know. Cool. Thanks. I feel really prepared for this moment. Oh, man. Excuse me. I got to Google now. I the, the intent of this, I assume, was a more of a... We're still alive, guys. Like, uh, have, but have people really been wondering if we're alive? People, people have messaged us. Really? Yeah, they're like, oh. "Hey, guys, you, you guys still around? Is everything still okay?" Eh. I, I assume, around, yes. I assume this being a podcast called "So I Married a Movie Geek," and us doing this since two thousand nine. Only one time if we like fell off the radar, and that was because of kids. Right. And so when we fell off the radar again, everybody's like, hey, what happened? Did you have another baby or something? Did you have no, another baby? We did not. No. We did not have another baby. Although we did get a dog. We did get a dog. Our our house just basically became like the the movie panic room. <laughs> just a panic house. Yes. And um instead of lasting two hours, it's lasted a year. So we've been right. holed up, uh fighting the good fight and uh just We're not very wa- pale. Just not watching as many movies? No, we've been watching a lot of crap TV. But you know what? Yeah. I feel like when you're stuck at home for a year in a pandemic, crap TV is somehow soothing. Like, who hasn't been soothed by watching 90 Day Fiance? Oh, who hasn't? Exactly. I mean, seriously. You wouldn't if I would If I wouldn't have added it to our, our DVR. You've always been the king of crap TV. Oh. <gasps> I take offense at that. Why? Is that... It's a compliment. 
<laughs> back in the day when you worked on a show that Justin used to work on a show where like literally the sole reason the show existed was to discuss crap TV. So consequently, he filled up our DVR or maybe it was even our TiVo at the time with just episode upon episode of crap TV. And we that's how we first got into it. You know, yeah. re- when I say crap TV, I mean like reality stuff and, you know, uh, what's that? Love is Blind, The Circle, like great, great shows, but also, you know, just sucks you in. Exactly. Well, thank you. Number one. <laughs> uh, I have been looking at back at that time lately because I think reality TV has led us to the destruction of ourselves oh. in, in, in several different ways. That got very meta. But I can't give it up. True, Chrissy. I love the crap TV. Yes. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast uh, with Jason Manzukas from uh, How Did This Get Made? Where they were they were kind of looking back at 2020 and the media in 2020. And they're like, you know, there were a lot of good movies, but, you know, and a lot of good television. But I think a lot of us found solace in things that we would not necessarily wouldn't watch. Yeah. Unless it was a pandemic or... If you look at some of the things I watch, you're like, that's just unlike Justin at all. So right. I think at some point I was just like, I need something totally different from. <laughs> it's like the meme that, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. And then suddenly when she came back and she was like, I got time for that. Like, that's basically what 2020 and now the beginning of 2021 has been. We were just discussing how many uh, videos on the dodo.com I watched <laughs> in the past year. And it is a surprising <laughs> large amount, guys. The dodo.com, cute animal videos. I was just showing Chrissy one right before the taping. This is my favorite thing, though. Justin references them randomly throughout <laughs> our daily life. All right, so <laughs> all like of a sudden, dodo universe. He'll be like, you know, it's like that dog that goes, ah! And I'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. And then he'll go, hold on, and have to pull out the laptop and then show me the clip of this cute pit bull who screams when it's excited. <laughs> I'm actually crying because it's so true. <laughs> it really is. It's like, what was that documentary that came out this year or last year about Facebook and how it's like... Social the, Dilemma. Oh, the Social Dilemma. So we were watching that. Very good documentary. Five out of five stars. Um, but <laughs> at some point, I was like, I just watched the Dodo videos. <laughs> like... Facebook knows what I want. Like, it's just like, okay, <laughs> cute baby pictures, you know, something about movies, the dodo. Just like, that's my whole Facebook feed. It knows. It's like, okay, he usually spends 13 minutes and 14 seconds scrolling. We're getting near that 13 minute mark. Hit him with a dodo. <laughs> you know, Justin doesn't really spend a lot of time on Facebook, but, you know, when he's on Facebook, it's all about the dodo. So, basically. So, if you haven't been able to reach us since we've been on uh, podcast hiatus, basically, you need to have a video on the dodo. <laughs> With some sort of call to action for Justin. True. True. Um, Chrissy referenced we got a dog. Yeah, we did. I love her. That was probably the best thing that happened to us. Her name is Lucy, and she's a Beagador. She is a Beagador, which is a cross between a Beagle and a Door, right? Labrador. Labrador. Yes. A Labrador. And it's funny because she takes on characteristics of both. Like sometimes she brays a little bit like a beagle and uh, she's got a nose like no other. But she's playful like a lab. She's goofy like a lab. She has no idea that she's bigger than she is. (laughs) True. She's a love. So she's been a light in our lives. Yeah. During this dark time. (laughs) During this otherwise extremely dark time. You know what, though? I have to say... I feel better now than I certainly did a few months ago. Like, 
I feel like it was the worst of possible times the last six months. And now it's like we have started to eke our way out of the horrible tunnel. We're not out, but it's slightly better than it was. I feel it's like multiple sliding doors. Like if you guys remember that movie, we're going to pass It's been a cross between that movie and, of course, my favorite. Uh, sliders. Well, no. Oh. Sliders. Well, I would wi- Dude, if I could slide into some other. Parallel uh, universe. Uh, I was like, what? God, you said sliders. And yeah. I was going to say. Uh, what? Twin Peaks? What's going on? Final Destination. Oh. <laughs> so I do not want to slide into Final Destination. Sum, sorry. Summer of 2019, somewhere in that realm, Chrissy was introduced to the movie Final Destination for the first time, which was very surprising because, as I uh, remarked on the episode, I think our life has been kind of like Final Destination uh, for a long time in terms of, you know, people almost dying or, you know, people getting hurt. Like... <laughs> Yeah. And during that episode, by the way, July 2019, I'm like, here are all my fears, blah, blah, blah. And like, guess what one of those fears was, guys? A pandemic. Dun, dun, dun. So we're just trying to survive, man. But we we are. We are uh, at this point. It's like mid, late January and no one in our family has caught COVID. Thank God. Knock. Knock on wood as I said that. Please Knock don't. We don't want to jinx I'm that. wearing five. Oh, sorry, oh. Lucy. Oh, we knocked on wood and we messed with our dog. Jeez. Hey, Lucy. Does that neg- Lucy. Does that Lucy. <laughs> does that negate the the good luck? Now she's looking. At Welcome the to the podcast, Lucy. Yeah. We just introduced you, Lucy. Lu- Lulu. Lulu. Psst. Hey, Lucy. Lucy. It's okay. It's okay. Here. Here. See, if we were like a profesh podcast, we would edit this part out. But... Oh, guys, that was one of the reasons. Like when the shit like really hit the fan in like March, Lucy. April, or whenever we just kind of like fell fell apart. Fell apart. The the editing part, I was just like, I ain't got time for that, guys. Like <laughs> I am like really trying to to figure out how much time is left. Like the, the Lucy. It was like uh Jeff Goldblum with the Independence Day clock on his laptop. I'm like, Tom's up. Oh God. Later, guys. And you know what? We got I got lots of DMs and like texts like guys you like you guys need to smoke some dubs or like you guys are being uh oh like we were really uh chicken little yeah, yeah 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 look I I listened to it for the first time like a couple weeks ago oh yeah we were underselling it guys oh my god <laughs> our nation sucks uh at problems Lucy, Lucy holy moly enough. Holy moly, as Chadless Lasso would say. The bedroom, but I digress. So, I mean, I have high hopes, but I've been having high ups for a year now. Have you, though? Because I didn't have high hopes for a year. Maybe that's why I'm starting to feel slightly better than I did because I was like a human doom scroll or Debbie Downer. In fact, my uh, work friends, we have like a, a work chat that goes all day long. And it goes back and forth between actual business things and just topical stuff and then even personal. And I was always like, did you hear about the vaccine that's not going to come for the next nine months and they're projecting half a million deaths? It's going to happen. And then they'd be like, oh, my God, no, stop. Everybody, the vaccine is here. Oh, okay. Where can we get it? Nowhere. Okay, when can we get it? We don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll sit right here then. Yep. Um, and in real time, by the way, so I got my mom an appointment 
Yeah. My mom is over 65. We spent a week and we finally got your mom an appointment. Yes, to get the vaccine Success. on Tuesday morning. So she's going to have her first dose of Pfizer. Thankfully, and by the way, that spot in LA County was really, really hard to get. I don't even know. I don't know. It took hours. But I digress. So here's the thing, though. The place that we're... Beat, beat someone to death. I, well, I just... Shh, don't tell them. Anyway, so uh, the place that I'm taking her... You get to schedule your second shot appointment while you're there. Basically, they hand you a QR code and then you scan it. And then that takes you to a unique URL uh, 21 days into the future where you can then schedule the second shot, right? Really yes. smart. All good. Do you know what I read? What? Other uh, LA County COVID vaccination sites are giving people their first shot and they're just telling them to go home and schedule the second shot. Using the system that took me three hours to schedule the first shot. Yeah. That's nuts. How many people aren't going to get the second shot because of that? How many people are not going to get the vaccine? Ugh. How many people want the vaccine but can't get it? How many need the vaccine but don't want it? How many think that mm -hmm. this is all like, you know, fake and, you know. Y'all need to go to my Facebook page and watch Camden. Hospitals have tell changed you about uh, people dying of lung cancer to COVID because they get an extra kickback for, you know, putting it on the mark sheet like that. I don't know. I can't with the conspiracy theories, you the, guys. The, 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 you know, the COVID's hard enough, but the the people that, that live in this nation, the people that have been in charge and have made just terrible decision after terrible decision after terrible decision, that's what I'm like worried about right now, you know. So what's what is the worst conspiracy theory that you've heard? Because the, they're not just COVID related. It's been like an insane year. For there's conspiracy people theories. that think. Wait for it, guys. Okay. Earth is flat. Stop it. Exactly. <laughs> no, seriously. Let's just start from there. Earth, they think the Earth is flat. Right. Um. No, man. Like, I don't know. I and again, I, I think I talked before we went under. I was like, this kind of is just hitting me differently because I've been like in the public health realm for a decade now. Yeah. And I've just become more pessimistic about the hopes for like turning the the fact that our healthcare system is well, it wasn't on life support before this came. Sure. But now I just don't. I don't know how we're gonna figure out how to fix it. So that is a huge problem, and and we're seeing the ramifications of. You know, for for profit healthcare system now, where you know half a million people have died. It is kind of crazy that hospitals have to designate themselves as, if they aren't anyway, as a not for profit institution. Every time I see that on a, on a you know a hospital website, I'm like, oh, so like they are not for profit, but the other one down the street for profit. Got it. And it's, you know, obviously affected uh, people of color way more. Oh, yeah. People, you know, essential workers, people just making this country run, making the wheels of capitalism keep going, and they're just getting, you know, pushed under those wheels. They're so. it, I'm, um, Justin, you know, I've been listening to this podcast called The Promise, and uh, it's produced by Nashville Public Radio. The first season is all about a housing project in Nashville. And the second season takes a look at the education system. And specifically, they use the microcosm example of two schools that are a mile apart. Uh, and both are public, right? One is 88% white. And the other one is over 90% black. Now, why should it be this way, obviously? Uh, and basically, the whole season is dedicated to this. But 
what a sad note the the series ended on when it discusses how this the the school that was predominantly black they got a new principal who was absolutely amazing and brought these kids up to i mean they went from grade schools level 1 to 5 in one year and they were about to do their standardized tests when a tornado hit and knocked out a significant portion of the children's houses the week after that covid hit the schools shut down they went to virtual learning and uh, a huge, like I'm talking over 50% uh, percentage of the population didn't have access. So they just like basically dropped out of school. And um, now obviously because people of color are, are dying at significantly higher rates of COVID, there's, families are dying. It's just, it's mind boggling that that isn't a bigger story in our national conversation right now. I agree. It's very sad. So, uh, like I said, we're we're okay. The yeah. five the five of us in our little privileged and a dog in our in our privileged bubble. We are okay, uh, but we are of course sending our all our love to everyone out there dealing with this, and you know have lost loved ones, and yeah. so. Um, other than that, let's talk what? about some fun stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, what's what's happy? What's the bright stuff? So I have a list <laughs> of, of some of my favorite movies that I watched in 2020 that got me through that. But before that, let's, outside of uh, movies, yeah. t- any TV, Chrissy, that you'd like to shout out that you've really loved in the past year? Oh my gosh. If only I would have made a list because yes, obviously, <laughs> yes. Chrissy really prepares. <laughs> well, you didn't. Okay. I digress. Um, So... A lot of my last year was catching up on stuff that probably you guys have already seen, but, you know, we didn't have time. So now I'm like going back and seeing stuff on Netflix and other shows. Um, so I got a little bit of everything. Uh, and with an E on Netflix is phenomenal. If you ever watched Anna Green Gables way back in the day and then uh, eventually Avonlea, such good shows, very well made. But now Anne with an E takes a grittier turn and I'm so sad that they didn't renew it. Renew Anne with an E, Netflix. That was a big push on Twitter. Do you remember that? I missed that one. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, um, going away from period drama for a second. I've really been into shows that teach you something lately. And so uh, the kids and I watched the entire series on Netflix of Brainchild, which is a really cool show and breaks down um, big concepts in a smart way for kids to understand. As an adult, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's how Camden learned about vaccines and it, he retained it from watching Brainchild. And similarly, I'm now watching a show called 100 Humans where they carry out uh, social experiments on the 100 nameless humans because the idea is that, you know, everyone's supposed to be slightly anonymous here. And it's a lot of it's a b- bit of confirmation bias. Like you're like, oh, do more attractive people go to prison less often? Yes, yes, they do. But it's interesting to see them carry out the social experiments in real time. So those are a few. When you have a when you live with a, a five and an eight year old, um, and they're not they haven't been allowed in school yeah. since March, last March, a lot of our media diet has been educational, delegated by <laughs> not even educational sometimes, delegated by them. I've watched so many episodes of Muppet Babies, guys. <laughs> like, Here comes Justin with the Muppet Babies recommendation. Uh, do you want a treatise about how the you know the 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 new new versus the old Muppet Babies? Like we we've really talked it out. Here. Yes. 
Um, We've showed them the old theme song and a couple uh, snippets of the old Muppet Babies, and they don't get it. They're like, this is not nearly as good. But but in that same respect, <laughs> um, like uh, my son and I, we, we love the American Gladiators channel on Pluto. Oh, my God. I don't know if you guys know about Pluto. Um, it's a it's an app on our it's on our Roku, but it's they have like call it live TV in quotes. But it's basically every channel is like um, like they have movie channels and stuff, but they have some channels. It's just like it's the show. And so it's just American Gladiators yeah. all the time. The Teen Mom show team. If you want to watch Teen Mom, blah, 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 <laughs> all day long. So, you know, got to get that content in. It's all about content now. Mm hmm. In the year 2021 um, that we live in. You know what else you and the kids are obsessed with? What are we obsessed with? The Karate Kid? Yep. And Cobra Kai. So Cobra Kai has probably been a TV highlight for me, of course, as a lover of the Karate Kid series, as a <laughs> kid who, who got into karate at five years old or whatever, just because of Karate Kid, to quickly realize how hard it was going to uh, it was going to be to go to get to a black belt, <laughs> <laughs> and then there would be there would be no kicking of faces. No, you know, tell that to our son. No wax on, wax off. Uh, no, they they and I love the Cobra Kai series. Right before the new season came out on Netflix, I'm like, hey guys, remember that Karate Kid movie that like we watched and you guys kind of paid attention to? Let's watch it again. They're like, okay, and they love that, and they're like, I'm like, okay, now. There's a series with kids and like these guys are old and they're like <laughs> kids. Like oh my God. <laughs> I had to really sell it to them. And so we watched the first two seasons like really fast. And they're like, yes, this is awesome. Meanwhile, our son is like kicking like kicking our whole family in the face. <laughs> and, like Poor Brooklyn, hitting, our daughter, hitting keeps getting bags. like beaten by Camden. <laughs> and we're like, what really? Come on. Oh man! By the way, speaking. So I, I just have to, I have to do this. Are you going to talk about her, her homework assignment? I am. Jeez. So Brooklyn had an assignment. She's eight, by the way, and the assignment was to write a personal narrative about the best big letters bolded, best part of your winter break. I'm sure so many kids talked about like. Christmas or Santa came or Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, anything holiday related, good memories. Maybe they went to see lights in a drive through. Not Brooklyn. Here's Brooklyn's personal narrative about the best part of her winter break. During winter break time, me, Camden, and Daddy watched Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai was about Johnny and Daniel from Karate Kid who grew up. This is the story. Daddy said, quote, Guys, come let's watch this. Wow, okay, we said. <laughs> we sat on the long black couch. It's not black, it's gray. And clicked okay on the Roku remote. It started with Johnny at his house and he had a beard. Well, he looks different, I giggled. It turns out Daniel and and ha, Daniel and Daniel had his own car dealership and it was called his last name and he says, "We kicked the competition." Johnny was a handyman. He put the women's TV on the wrong wall, and I better not tell this part, but he said a bad word to her and got fired. Now he had to find a job. But first he went to the drugstore to get pizza and met a boy named Miguel. Bullies were fighting him, so he got them. He went to his car and crash! It was damaged by the ladies. 
Blink, he said. He had to bring it to Daniel. Fast forward to the end. The school gets into a big fight and Daniel goes to Japan. I'm just telling you, it was so much fun. We giggled and giggled. We loved it. Once we realized it was a grown-up show, that didn't stop us from still watching it. It made us feel calm, good, and brave. At the end, the bad guy honked his nose instead of hitting him, Daddy called it. <laughs> no, I think it's supposed to be, that's supposed to be once Daddy called it. Well, otherwise. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed that personal narrative about the best part of the holidays. <laughs> oh, my God. We did other stuff, guys. Yes. Uh, we've been going back through the MCU, watching those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, True. But back to TV. What was I thinking? Uh, Queen's Gambit is something that Chrissy and I are still working our way through. Yes, sure everybody's slowly. Seen that one. But great. I just finished Ted Lasso, finally. It took me months. Uh, but I thought that was, like, amazing. Super loved it. I'm getting, like, emotional watching a movie about a, a soccer coach. We watched Succession. Oh, we love Succession. Love Succession. When's the third season? Um, that, what's the one on Apple with Jennifer Aniston and, and Reese that's, Witherspoon? That's, like, two years ago. God, I'm in a time warp. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like... Morning show. <laughs> Well, it's 2021 now. You know, when was the last time we podcasted? What day is it today? What time is it? I don't know. Oh, I'm into the second episode of The Undoing, which is so far better than I think certain people have said that it could or would be. I like it. Anyway, there's a lot of TV out there. A lot of good TV. John Oliver's coming back. John Oliver's yes. coming back. Yes. Um, By the way, can I just give a quick shout out? Because you know he's going to listen. Um... I've always loved Stephen Colbert, but he became appointment television for me over the last four or five months. Like before it was like, oh, if I'm up late, I'll catch it. And now I'm like, must stay up to watch this in real time. Oh, fantastic. That was 90 Day Fiance for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, How To with John Wilson. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Which I also loved on HBO. Um, other than that... Yeah. Chrissy, do you want to hear my favorite movies of 2020? I do. Also, what movies? <laughs> Other uh, than Soul, what movies came out in 2020 that we saw? Well, do, do I only ha- so I can only like movies that we saw together? Oh, that's right. You watched a <laughs> bunch of movies without me. Well, guys, I would, you know, I would love to like continue <laughs> the podcast week to week. But just getting Chrissy to watch a movie with me sometimes, it's just really hard, guys. It's, it's really all good. Hard. Just go for it's it. It's so hard. It's so hard. Because there's so much TV. Well, I guess it's unfortunate that we have a podcast about watching movies then, huh? <laughs> or used to. Go on. Okay. So here are my here are my top ten. So at number ten, I don't know if I don't know if the order works as much, but these are definitely 10 that I loved out of like <laughs> the 20 or whatever that I watched. Mm-hmm. 30. I think it's closer to 30. Okay. Number 10, a movie called Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Okay. Check it out. It's on HBO. Imagine. So you remember uh, Crawl from two years ago? Yes. Where I was like, yes, short, you know, makes its point, uh, seems to like really catch it. I, I saw this like a couple months ago on HBO Max, and it was one of the two or three movies that I saw during 2020 that I was like, ah, I wish I'd have seen this in a movie theater. Which, by the Aww. way, we didn't even talk about this. 
RIP movie theaters, guys. Yeah, that's um, a Very sad. So underwater basically is like an underwater alien type. Really quick. Uh, I think it was like barely 90 minutes, but lots of good effects. Um, and I was on the edge of my seat, man. I thought it was great. Underwater. Yay. Check it out. Uh, Chrissy didn't see that. Nope. Chrissy didn't see my number nine, The Five Bloods from Spike Lee, uh, which which I thought was amazing. I, I wouldn't say it's like major level uh, Spike Lee. I mean, the guy cranks out a couple every year, but uh, between the performance from Delroy Lindo and um, Chadwick Boseman, RIP as well, uh, I thought it was great. And um, that was one of the ones that I saw like really early in the pandemic so it kind of seared in my brain that movie <laughs> so uh number nine defy bloods chrissy's just like taking a nap over here no i'm looking at 2020 movies to see like did i see any of these at number eight a movie that i i think we all needed but we just didn't know how much we needed it until the pandemic happened was bill and ted face the music so i heard that was delightful yes uh, it's just like a hug of a movie <laughs> um, those guys, that movie, especially the first one, um, which anytime time travel is involved in anything, I like perk up. But as a kid, that first movie was just the tits to me. I thought it was great. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, but this third one, it, it was a welcome, uh, you know, hug from those characters. They've grown old. Now they're dads. I'm a dad. So it really hit home. Number eight, Bill and Ted face the music. Number seven, Chrissy Saul. So we saw this movie early in the pandemic and, you know, we were just happy to see something that wasn't contagion. Like Chrissy just <laughs> wanted to watch contagion over and over. If I you mean, guys remember, I would have, I was very distraught. I was like, I don't want to watch contagion, Chrissy. <laughs> She's like, yes, let's watch this. And you finally have to watch Chernobyl. And I'm like, I'm so I just, sad you won't watch Chernobyl. I just, just want to watch happy stuff, Chrissy. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's why my number seven is Palm Springs. Okay. Oh, I bet you I know what this one is. What? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. What are you talking about? Are you Nothing. even listening to yes, me? Yes, Palm Springs. <laughs> I bet you, I bet I know what this one is. <laughs> what does that mean? So my brain was a little slow. So another problem with a, having a podcast, guys, with another person <laughs> oh, no. is you have to assume they're listening to you. So I know um, I was. but my, So not only is it hard to oh, watch boy. movies with her. Uh, <laughs> he has nothing good to say about me, but that's okay. <laughs> this is not a you problem. It's a me problem, listeners. <laughs> Uh, nothing good. I only want to watch movies with Chrissy. She's my movie movie going partner. But you know, getting her revved up <laughs> to watch one is just hard. I know what this is. What is it? What Palm is Palm Springs? Is, you got it, Chrissy. Number number seven, Palm Springs. You watched this one, Chrissy. What did you think of Palm Springs? Oh, I thought it was absolutely delightful. I mean, Abby Plaza is pretty great in everything she does, and she's so good at. Wait, not Abby Plaza. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> not Aubrey Plaza. What is her name? The girl from um, How I Met Your Yes, the mother. Yes, from How I Met Your Mother. Yes, which it's sad. That's kind of how I refer to her as well. But when she she's <laughs> in an iconic role such as that, that was built up to that point, and they just really like screwed the pooch on it. Unfortunately for like her, I screwed the pooch on on calling Aubrey, her Aubrey Plaza. You know what, Aubrey Plaza? <laughs> she's had a hell of a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and at this point if you you know 
like uh, we're a professional <laughs> podcaster, you might have looked up her name by now. <laughs> but Chrissy, nope. Just going <laughs> to continue on. We're just going to keep driving this car across the rickety bridge. Hope for the best. Her name is uh, Kristen Mal- Malati. I feel like I've seen her in a few things now. And I've liked her in pretty much everything. Uh, but truly what makes this movie so special is the concept that both of these characters are so unhappy together that they're just willing to try all the different ways they can to commit suicide, to get out of this. Like It's not like Groundhog Day was, where poor Bill Murray was basically on his own just trying to figure out how to get back to normal or a fa- or like a f- touchy-feely sort of film where you know they're going to find a way to coexist in this you know, abnormal environment. They're like, nope, this whole thing blows. Let's get wasted and get in a car accident. Yes. It's fantastic. And then, you know, a year later where we've lived the life of, you know, every day is kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Uh, a movie like that, that does that is hilarious. <laughs> is also poignant. Cause you got the, um, the character played by JK Simmons. Oh, I know you loved like, him. Well, because they have that one scene in the movie that kind of makes it towards the end where he's like, you know what? Like, I've been doing the same shit every single day and I love it. You know? Yeah. It's those little moments like, you know, her just walking over here, my son doing this, you know, whatever. It's so okay. This is the best day. Exactly. Yeah. So Palm Aww. Springs, number seven. My number six was the last movie I saw in a theater. The Invisible Man. Ooh, God, that was 2020. It felt like that's longer ago. Nope. It came out, I think it came out in February. You had me watch that here at home and it was fantastic. I think we talked about it. We actually got to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen The Invisible Man, what, what's your problem? Ooh, was that a scream? That was a tea kettle scream from one of our children. Uh, are you sure that wasn't the dog from the dodo? You <laughs> under- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Moss. And she made, watching her in this was fabulous. I want to pull you out of Scientology and yeah, rescue you because it, you're so talented. It really made me miss Handmaid's Tale. I need that to come back. <laughs> I don't. We're living it, Chrissy. Oh my God, you. You're like, no dystopia. And I'm like, give me all the dystopia. <laughs> at, at several points during 2020, I looked at Chrissy and I was like, isn't this what happens in the Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> the Invisible Man. Solid Entertainment. Number six. Uh, my number five is a movie that actually, I guess it's seen as a 2020 release, um, but we watched it like a week or two ago, but I'm putting it on 2020 because that's what it says on IMDb. Okay. Uh, it's called Promising Young Woman. Yes. With Carrie Mulligan. Um, it also has a an assortment of 90s heartthrobs. I guess Mick, is McLovin a heartthrob? I was going to say, like, who are the heartthrobs? <laughs> Plural. Well, Adam Brody's in there. Right. We got we got Piz from Veronica Mars. Okay, okay. We have Bo, Bo Burnham's in there doing solid work. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember when he came out, you were like, I love Bo Burnham. <laughs> I guess he's not more 90s. He's, he's younger. But True. Promising Young Woman, it seems to be already a very controversial film. Um, what did you think of it, Chris? I mean, absolutely fantastic. I don't understand uh, why it would be controversial, though. This is, well, I Chrissy, would call it subversive, I mean, but... I, I was watching, and I was like, man, I would have loved to watch this in a in a theater uh, with a bunch of like dudes on their first date. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, bro dudes that are like, wait a second, 
what is this movie? You guys have it's definitely. A, it's an onion of a film. It is an onion. That's a really good way of describing it. It is an onion of a film. And I am glad that this came out now post Me Too as opposed to before it, because I think before it, it would have been written off more as like this ultra feminist, like highly, um, uh, not imaginary. What's the word where, you know, but it's it gets away from reality sort of movie. And in the post Me Too environment, it's very easy to see how things like this can happen and how um, I don't want to give much away, but how the title character chooses to deal with things. Yes. Uh, Carrie Mulligan, amazing. She's so good. She's good in everything. Um, but um, amazing in this because it's almost like she's playing multiple different roles. Yes. Um, and dichotomous roles at that. Um, yeah. I, I think there's been a lot of movies in the past year that have dealt with you know uh, trauma, loss, yeah. mental health, um, but this one, and and then this one has an ending that we were trying to guess like the whole time, but even we couldn't even guess where it went. Yeah, and I know a lot of people were like, are, are uh, seem to be unhappy with the ending, but I'm like, it really went there. It did, and uh, and then you think about it more, and you're like, where could it have been? Exactly, that's what I was you gonna know? say. I I've read some stuff afterward where they kind of talk about. They're like, well, where else did you think it could have possibly gone? Like realistically and the character knew she knew where it was going and she went there anyway she's a badass yes badass film promising young woman check it out maybe not with your parents maybe not with your parents they they might be confused i don't think they would be confused but if you're young in your hip why would they be confused why would they be confused yeah I don't know. I Did mean, there's people that think uh, vaccines are fake and, you know, COVID is fake. So, I don't, like I said, so in other words, we live in a different reality, yeah. Chrissy, from a lot of people. And that's one of the big problems Just we're in at the moment. Just distance yourself from anybody like that, basically. <laughs> you know, uh, I really want to get the vaccine. Like, c- could we get the vaccine at Disneyland, Chrissy? Like, I know that that's a, <laughs> still like on the table, but... <laughs> I mean, we're not Orange County residents, so I don't see how that works, but it's a nice idea. Like, can I get it on It's a Small World? Because it's very calming. <laughs> you know, there's air conditioning. I'll get mine at Dodger Stadium. Really? But th- you're just in your car the whole time. What do you think you are at Disneyland? Are they letting you on the rides? That's what I was, <laughs> that was, that's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Uh, in my, my, my uh, vaccine fantasy is, yes, I would be on It's a Small World. Definitely not the Snow White ride, though. Too, yeah, too chaotic. That, that would be just too a little chaotic too much. for my vaccine. No, thank you. Put it right here, slowly. <laughs> um, Promising Young Woman, number five. My number four is a movie that Chrissy did not see and probably should not see. It is a movie from um, the son of David Cronenberg. Uh, and I I suck for just knowing him as the son of David Cronenberg. <laughs> Brandon Cronenberg. There you go. Uh, it's a movie called Possessor. Now, guys. But does it have Aubrey Plaza in it? This movie. Aubrey Plaza is not in this movie. <laughs> now, before I make this recommendation to you guys, it's number four on my list. I think it could have been higher. It's a little dark. A little dark. A little, little dark. But imagine if you... Um, Took a little bit of Inception, okay, and a little bit of like really uh, like kind of grimy. Um, uh, I'm thinking like 
existence type Cronenberg from like the 90s. Uh, like a little strange days maybe from Catherine Bigelow. Put those all in like a little stew and you got Possessor. Possessor is fucking awesome, guys. Ooh. Yes. I'm now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, would Chrissy like this? But there's some parts of it where it just gets really like I would say you kind of feel like you're dropping acid or something. Like there's oh. points of this movie where it goes there. And I remember watching it several months ago and being like, this movie rocks, but I'm glad that Chrissy is not watching this with me. <laughs> um, but it's basically the whole movie is about this company that uh, uses like some kind of like brain implant technology to take control of other people's bodies. So instead of like, you know, uh, going under and being in somebody's dreams like Inception, like there's an actual technology that like they can put on your head and then you can use them kind of like avatars like use their bodies and stuff okay and this movie is about someone who has been doing this for a long time and becomes on you know this one job and she kind of gets lost in it metaphorically you know physically literally, uh, literally and uh like i said it's pretty awesome possessor guys like possessor. i said if you like like cronenberg like really like body horror like yeah, crazy no. type stuff like that It'll be right up your alley. Number four. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, Chrissy's like, nope, 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 nope. No, thank nope, you. Nope. Do not like that. Uh, Chrissy <laughs> saw some of my number three. Okay. Uh, Freaky. Which one is that one about? Freaky is the movie from the same guy that did the Happy Death Day movies, which was kind of like a horror, a fun horror take on Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. But this one is kind of like a fun horror take on Freaky Friday. And so instead of, uh, you know, the mom and the daughter uh, exchanging places in this movie, it's like the um, the young teen girl and the serial killer exchange bodies. That's right. And that serial killer is played by Vince Vaughn. (laughs) So (laughs) it's um, subversive. It's funny. Uh, I thought it was, you know, tons of fun. I love the the Happy Death Day movies, and I think this guy who does them. I'm gonna look up his name. By the way, I've noticed a theme so Christopher far. Christopher Landon. I've noticed a theme on uh, these movies that you're naming that then sometimes I'm chiming in on. Yes. And the word is subversive. We really got off on subversive movies this year more than usual. Exactly. Christopher Landon uh, did the movie Freaky, um, but yeah, hilarious, fun. Some actually really good uh, kills, like practical effects, it seems like they use in the movie. So I thought it was a great time. That's why it's my number three. Chrissy saw my number two. I don't know if she looked over uh, during the time we were watching and saw my tears on my face, but I'm a sucker as a dad. For Borat. For for Borat. (laughs) You know what? Borat should be on this list. I was wondering where it was. I was like, there's no way it's number one. Also (laughs) not on this list, Chrissy, um, just because I don't consider it a 2020 movie, but Hamilton. We watched Hamilton uh, during all this mess. my number one. My number two is Soul. Aww. Pixar film, you know, came straight to Disney+. Plus. It seems like a ton of people watched it. Um, It just didn't... Compared to other Pixar films, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I guess those were coming to theaters, so there was more marketing and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, maybe this is a lesser Pixar. Nope, <laughs> not a lesser <laughs> Pixar to me. I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was, um, like, not cookie cutter in any way. No, 
It's definitely the better of the two Pixar movies that came out in 2020, the other one being Onward. Both were great, but this was the better one. The only issue that I take, because I also cried, I don't know if you noticed, but maybe we were too busy trying to hide the fact that both of us were crying, that we didn't notice each other crying, you know, and the kids are just like, what's wrong with mom and dad? Anyway, um, (laughs) the one thing that I read about afterward that I couldn't help but agree with is um, uh, a, a writer pointed out that unfortunately, in a lot of Disney and Pixar movies, when there is a person of color, they're turned into an amorphous sort of or animal version of themselves as opposed to getting to be themselves. Like the longest uh, that we have somebody on camera is like Tiana and the princess and the frog. But then it's like a total screen time of 30 minutes or so before she turns into a frog. I agree. So this is a similar thing. Like, you know, it does have he's a musician it, it, and then it does have an, unf- an, an unfortunate uh, kind of like get out thing going on just because they cast um, whatchamacallit from 30 Rock. I'm blanking out. Liz oh, Lemon. Oh, yes. Tina Fey. So because they cast Liz Lemon in that role <laughs> and then she switches places, you know, or, you know, inhabits th- this guy's body. Right. It does have that going on as well, which is unfortunate. Bit. Yeah. Um, I guess the reason it kind of resonated with me, like it does have those issues as well, is... The story is great. The story is basically a guy about, you know, he's come to a a major crossroad in his life. Mm-hmm. In this movie, it's like sudden possible death. And it makes him... Um, it, it basically is the thematics of, does uh, your job encapsulate you? Yeah, you know? right. Are you your job? Is that what you are? Is that all you are? What are you? What is, you know, what makes a, what human, makes a, a human, human being? Yeah. And, you know, us all going through this life changing event in the past year. Yeah, big time. Um, me going through a career change where I'm like, am I going to be a stay at home <laughs> Zoom dad, dad forever? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess just that, you know, I was and just also like, about second chances. This movie is a lot about second chances. Exactly. So I thought it was lovely. Uh, Beautiful. Me cr- made me cry. But my number one. Is so. Class Action Park. Class Action Park. We I did see We didn't see a lot of that. Class Action Park was a good documentary. We saw <laughs> Boys State. A uh, really amazing documentary on um, Apple Plus. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but really, what's your number one? I'm, I'm just having fun guessing. So it's a movie on Amazon called Sound of Metal. M-E-T-A-L. Oh. And every time I explain this to someone, they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, man. And I am and I think it might be the name because when I say the name, people, they're like, ow. They're like, <laughs> like, they just imagine the sound of like metal, metal hitting metal. Basically. Like, um, but no. So this is my number one movie for several reasons. Number <laughs> one. It's an amazing film, just outright. Um, it's a movie about this guy, played by Riz Ahmed, who is a uh, recovering drug addict, who is a heavy, is a uh, drummer in a heavy metal music band with his girlfriend at the mm-hmm. start of the film. Like, and I'm talking about banging on the drums. Chrissy, your your dad's a, a drummer. Yes. Heavy metal drumming, just like uh, uh, and that the first thing in the movie is him, just like, and you're just like, Runes oh, it's so loud. Yeah. So the movie is basically about him at this moment in his life. He starts losing his hearing out of the blue, and it basically goes from there. As you you feel like you're in his shoes, what happens when you know your your dreams, your livelihood, 
everything relies on you being able to hear yep. your relationship. Like I said, he's in a relationship with, you know, and how he deals with that. And so um, when I was a kid, uh, my wonderful mom, who uh, was a nurse, uh, she worked at a camp for the blind uh, and deaf in North Carolina for uh, several summers as a nurse uh, to that camp. Hmm. And which meant uh, as a you know child of divorce, I spent you know half my time with dad, half my time with mom. But during those summers, I would spend a lot of time with her there, um, kind of as like a, an assistant. <laughs> but I was a kid. So I also <laughs> helped her, but I also kind of hang out with the kids that were going to camp there and, uh, you know, the adults and playing chess and checkers. Anyway, that experience was very, um, I don't know. Illuminate, illuminative, illuminating, illuminating as a kid, and it kind of reminded me watching this movie because he, the the character of this movie, kind of um, comes across this uh, small deaf community in mm-hmm. his area, and they kind of bring him in and kind of you know uh, take his case on. You know, it's literally like almost minute to minute as he's losing his hearing, like he's going to like appointments and like. They're doing the thing where you're trying to hear, and anyway, right? So, but these he meets these wonderful people there. Uh, one wonderful um, guy he meets, played by an actor, an actual deaf actor named Paul Racy, um, and kind of helps him come to grips with losing his hearing and and what that means for him. I know that's a long explanation. You're like, that sounds totally boring, but it's not. It doesn't actually. Um, um, I think it's a rarely explored topic of, you know, we whenever you see a person in a movie that um, has a handicap or a, a difference, you know, whether it is um, a, a hearing difference, a visual difference, a limb difference, you know, something like that. It's usually the focus of the story is, all about whatever accident, you know, caused it, or it's just assumed they've had that their whole life. This sounds interesting to me as somebody who hasn't seen it because it sounds like it's gradual mm-hmm. and that you kind of get to see how it's like um, it's death by a thousand cuts in a way, you know, like how you know it's happening and yet you can't get off the train. It's going to happen regardless. Yes. And, and you know, in his in his shoes, he's losing his hearing, he's losing his livelihood. So he's trying to... And I, this is this is lines up with the last year as well. A lot of the movie is him trying to reclaim normalcy in his life, even though it's kind of going out the window. Right. And eventually, I'm not gonna definitely watch it. And you know what? Hmm. This is a great movie to actually watch if you have headphones. Uh, like I've got headphones on now, but I also have headphones that I can you know put on and play video games with. Use headphones because. The the um, sound design and the the music and the uh, everything is amazing in the way that they kind of put you in that space of him losing his hearing, like they actually put you like okay, you get is to he hear what it, this? what it sounds. Well, like. yeah, I don't know how many movies you watch where the um you wouldn't want to uh, have the subtitles on like this, but this is definitely not one of those movies because sometimes you want to just hear him how he's hearing everything, so. right. I don't know. Like I said, it's hard to explain. Sound of Metal. It's on Amazon. Right. Um, it's Sounds got a, well worth your while. It's It lines up with a lot of other movies in my list where, you know, it's a lot of like, you know, sometimes you have to slow down and like really enjoy the small moments, you know, as they, <laughs> as life kind of passes you by. So, uh, 
Yeah, check it out. Sound of Metal. Nice. Is there any movie that you didn't see that you want to see, Justin? Oh, there's tons. I don't know. Like, there's a but huge from 2020 list. specifically. I mean, um, yeah, there's tons on our list. Like the the that tri- the the Chicago Seven movie we we have on our list we haven't seen. Yes, I want to see No Man Land because I love. I want to see that too. Frances McDormand. She's like one of my favorite actresses of all time. Also, I like the concept. I want to see um, uh, One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this list is definitely not like representative of a, the whole of a lot of great films that did come out last year. You right. know, the, a lot of great indie films that that came out that luckily got more eyeballs because of this terrible situation we've been in. Yes. Um, but yeah, and it seems like we- hopefully maybe we can figure this out. Yeah. And maybe be back in the theater late this year. Like... I don't know. That's been another thing. Like when as the year was going on, I was like, man, I really want to talk on a podcast about movies, but I was just really sad about the whole industry as a whole. Big time. You know, because, you know, I love film. Movie theaters have been a church for me literally since I was a kid, like literally like a church. And so to lose that, especially because in L.A., we just like we just didn't have movie theaters at all. We've like other people like, oh, I got this and that. I'm like, no, we don't have anything. And like. We were so close to having one near us uh, before all this came. So yep. I guess it was just personally disappointing just to just be like, get that close to having your dream of like, there's a movie theater down the road and I've got a card and I can go as many times as the womb. Oh, blah, yeah, blah. for sure. And to just all that slip away and just to see people just not take this seriously and prolong this, it was just really hard for me personally. But I'm better now. I'm glad you're better now. I am feeling better now. I didn't want to be Debbie Downer at the beginning where she's like, oh, I'm optimistic. And I'm like... You know, I am uh, cautiously optimistic, I would say. Yes. So. I am too. You know what's funny? Um, As I'm looking at the list of movies from 2020 that I didn't see, but but I'm like, oh, I want to see that. I want to see that. So many of them are back to being either dystopian or semi-dystopian and like leaning heavily on the themes of what happened in the last year or two, you know, whether it's a political thing or a look at what happened in uh, with coronavirus or uh, the USA gymnastics scandal, you know, things like that. I think part of the reason that I look towards these type of movies, you know, either documentaries or dramatizations about, you know, dystopian themes or horrible things happening in real life is because for me anyway, I don't know if you will think that too, it helps me better understand and wrap my brain around the world we're living in. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I got Chrissy... One of my one of my my favorite experiences from 2020, and Chris is probably going to laugh because she's like, "Oh, that was Myers and me," I'm talking about dystopian movies that explain the moment we're in right now. Yeah, Chrissy and I got to go to a drive-in theater last year, and we saw RoboCop on a drive-in <laughs> on, on the big screen at the drive-in. <laughs> yes, we did. And I've never like. I was like, you're like, this is a prescient movie. I was a kid in the candy store, man. I was just like, oh my God, I cannot see, can't believe I'm seeing RoboCop on a drive-in movie theater um, in the middle of this mess because uh, I definitely watched a lot of Paul Verhoeven movies during during the break. Yeah. Um, And when you watch, like I said, RoboCop, uh, Starship Troopers, Total Recall, all those movies, you're just like, man, this guy was like... He was ahead of the game. Come back, (laughs) Paul Verhoeven, and you know, direct the 2020 movie. Didn't he do Showgirls? He did Showgirls. He's ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, 
Yeah. Luckily, I know Chrissy was like, oh, when I was talking about wanting to watch movies with Chrissy. Chrissy has luckily, luckily been a saving grace this past year. Um for, for me personally, for our family, like I said, she's still trudging along in her job and doing spectacularly. Um, oh, like like the LeBron James of like just performance. Oh, uh, week after week, as I like suffer do, trying to figure out uh, kindergarten homework, <laughs> and you know he sells himself short. And, He's doing and, a great job as make... a stay-at-home dad. With um, it's you know by the way, I hate that terminology: stay-at-home parent, stay-at-home mom, dad, whatever, because it is a job, guys. It's just a job that you don't get paid for. And it's incredibly hard work and physically taxing in addition to being mentally taxing. So really, uh, cheers to you too. Nah, I don't need cheers. I'm giving it to you anyway. Cheers. I'm just, you were just like, oh, I wasn't uh, talking bad about, you know, Chrissy not doing the podcast because I'm, I'm mad at her. I'm just like, I miss doing our podcast. I miss watching movies. Um, we'll get back into it. I just found a whole list of things I want to see. Oh, yeah? Yeah, remember I just said. But you have to get on the dystopian train. I don't want to watch Chernobyl, Chrissy. Damn it! I don't want to watch it right now. Will somebody please get this man to watch Chernobyl? <laughs> I mean, come on! Um. So earlier, one of our kids like give me one episode came, came and was like, "We want to be on the podcast." So we oh, promised them yes. that we'd we'd give them a few minutes to to say their say, just because they've been such a huge part of our life in the past year and unfortunately been a huge part of why we have to podcast. but it's just, it's, it's crazy that they're, um, they're so old right now. And we started this podcast before either of them were, uh, alive. And now, you know, they want to start their own podcast. They're, they're really on the YouTube train guys. I don't know if you have little kids at home, but they both, um, strangely want to be youtubers now and we're like uh like maybe not like um <laughs> they're amazing they're amazing so um cam yeah. what's up bud so we were doing like a goodbye 2020 episode talking about all the things we did during the pandemic before we get to brooklyn we're gonna ask brooklyn this too but what are the some of the your favorite things that you watched uh, in the past year, like on TV or movies? I I would like to say my favorite show. Okay. It's the Investigators, basically, because it's my favorite show. And, and it is called The Investigators, not Investigators. Like, yes, he doesn't have I, a speech I impediment. No, I know. I'm letting people know that you don't have a speech impediment because they might think that you said it wrong. Yes. Yeah, you said it right. Yes. Can you tell us about it? So, so basically, there's four people that are detectives, and one thing is Maudie, um, Ezra Banks. Um, one character's named Maudie, another's Ezra. Yeah. Who are the other two? Yes. Ava and Kyle. Kyle Clemson and Ava something. Okay, so what's the show about? You said detectives, but they're kids. Um, they have a detectives agency that they first started when Maddie came to their new school and solved the first, the first mystery. Ooh, and Camden, yeah. 
I was about to say, so this is a Netflix show, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a Netflix show from Australia. Yes. They're very into Australian shows. The Investigators. This is a... You guys have been watching this for like three weeks, maybe? Yeah. Less and than that. Two weeks. Two weeks. And I think they've watched every episode... Hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Right? Yes. Yes. And uh, someone even... Camden, you might have a crush on, on one of the girls on the show? Yes. Confirm or deny? Her name is Maudie Miller. I um don't tell anyone, but I have a crush on Ezra, kind of. Oh. Ooh. We won't tell anyone except for the people listening to this podcast. And maybe how I like boys. <laughs> Okay. We, we are aware. There we go. So, so, but you remember Maudie's, uh, the actress's name, right? Yes. I remember her. What's the actress's name? Her name is, is Anna, Anna Cook. Cook. I feel like we just gave her an award. So, other than the investigators, um, what are, so what are other things that you guys have liked recently? They're, they, they like the Jurassic Park, Chris. Was it Cretaceous? Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, because there's a new season we've been waiting, and now that there's finally um, a new season, we um, have been watching it a little less than we've been watching The Investigators, yes. but we still watch it. Um, I know that one of their favorite films of 2020 was a movie from Robert Rodriguez um, f- called We Can Be Heroes that's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yes. That's, what it, that's the favorite. That's my favorite movie. That's your favorite movie of 2020? Yes. Kim, what's your favorite movie? Of 2020, was it We Can Be Heroes? Or Soul, or Onward, or... Look at, look at me do this. We can be heroes just for one Day. Whoa! Very, Whoa, girl! Very soulful. I was just gonna say that. Uh, so, okay, if we could be heroes, is your guys' collective movie favorite of 2020? What is your favorite series? Is is it the Inbe- Investigators or is yes. it Cobra Kai? Yes. Investigators and then Cobra Kai. It's hard to pick. Okay. It's like, ma- it's like making you pick between Taylor Swift and Pink Dolphins. <laughs> it's just like that. Pink Dolphins, man. <laughs> very common thing you have to choose between. Okay. Was there anything else you guys want to give a shout out to that you guys enjoyed uh, in the last year during COVID? Um, Riding on your scooters? Yeah. You guys got Razor scooters, right? Yes. And YouTube and all your YouTubers that Uh, you guys are obsessed with. I was explaining YouTube, the YouTube phenomenon. Wait, wait, talking about YouTube, um, sub to every um, YouTuber. Sup? Even Dream. Sup? No, sub. Sub. Oh, subscribe. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Sub to Dream and everyone else. <laughs> I, I am so uncool. I really thought she was saying sup. Like, <laughs> hey, what's up? I've been told by my kids in the last several months that I should, number one, be, be in Cobra Kai, but also, number two, have a YouTube uh, gaming channel or <laughs> Twitch channel, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Okay. I have to get on that. I have to get on that. It's your side hustle. Well, guess what, guys? We love you. We love you. Love we you. love you guys. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, thanks for saying thanks for being on our podcast. Yeah. Well, say thank goodbye to everybody. Say, goodbye. Stay safe. Goodbye. Stay safe. Stay goodbye. safe. Bye. Yay. Yay.
All right. Well, it's been a family affair today. Like I said, we just wanted to like reach out and say, hey, guys, we're still alive. We, we still love movies. We're doing um, all right. And hopefully we'll re- be recording more in the future. So hopefully we can get out of this mess and uh, yes. do some new stuff. Um, maybe I'll uh, bring back the some drafts. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But like I said, we it's not like we haven't want to watch movies. We just been uh, a little busy. It's been a little tough. A little yeah, busy. A little, a little busy. busy. We only live in Los Angeles, which is the most dangerous uh, <laughs> county in the United States. Uh, you no, know, where you might get the Rona, but uh, no, not if you stay home. Uh, fires, fires, Rona, quakes. You know, quakes. Yay. Lots of fun. Yay. Right, Brooklyn. You like dystopian things too, huh, Brooklyn? Um, yeah. But check out <laughs> check out our back catalog, guys. Okay, one sec. Uh, we're back at catalog. Mo- huh? Back Old episode. Like an archive. Old episodes. Just like on YouTube, Dreams Old episodes. Yeah. Sub. Sub to us. Sub. Sub to us on, on all the socials. And then say sup to us on Twitter at Movie Geek Cast. Yeah. And sub to And Kenny Keen and Frosty Gamer and OB and Spike mm. You're not supposed to recommend. Like, sub to us first. Please. Us. Then those guys. Yes. All right. All right. Well, Chrissy, it's been cool. Kids, yes. it's been fun. Sup, everyone. Sup, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. You've got-